I'm Vicky from Oh My Mama Body, all the way from Landau in the Pfalz in Germany. And I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, I'm Beatrice, all the way from Perth, Western Australia, and I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, I'm Nikki Kinsella, all the way from the Wirral in the UK, and I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, this is Barbara Saban from Motivate Your Life all the way from sunny California in Westlake Village. And I'm here with Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Hi, I'm Julie Lewin and I live in Warwick, Queensland, Australia. And I love listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. This podcast has been brought to you in association with the Top 10 Energy Healer Awards 2021. To enter the awards, visit www.theenergyhealingmagazine.com and complete your entry form today. We believe excellence should be recognized in the world of professional energy healing and well-being, should you be in it. Now, moving on, I'm really excited to have Erica Trimnell with us here as our guest today, all the way from North Carolina in the USA. Hello, Erica. Hey, Jacqueline, how are you? We're brilliant here all the way in uh, sunny France. Thank you. Nice. (laughs) Now, I believe you're dedicated to helping people find their life's purpose. Yes, absolutely. It's been something I've been drawn to since I was a little girl. So for me, it's a manifestation of, of my younger self. That's brilliant. Do you think that it's uh, important to actually teach children about energy healing and how to care for their minds and their bodies? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, So a lot of the clients that um, I deal with, we end up going back to their childhood and figuring out what traumas have um, really shaped their life today, whether it manifests in a particular ailment or um, negative self-talk, that is uh, a huge one. We internalize the stories that we're taught as a child. So we think it's so important and that's honestly one of the reasons why I created my nonprofit for kids. And it's about teaching children mindfulness activities, teaching them yoga, allowing them to connect with um, our inner power that we all have that, if we uh, if we allow it right, if we accept everybody's truth as our own, we start to lose it as we get older. So I feel it's really important that we fortify our kids and introduce them to that, so they have a way to communicate some of the things that they are feeling and be able to deal with that and, and heal themselves. I do think that uh, you know that there's so many different methods of energy healing that we could actually use to heal ourselves if only we knew about them. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Awareness is is key when it comes to energy healing. But one of the things I um, also tell people is that we have everything that we need. And I I do often run into people who have, you know, they study chakras, they work with crystals, um, they do sound baths, they do all these things without actually really doing the work. And so you might ask like, how, you know, how is that possible? How can you have all these tools and use all, use all these tools and still not do the work? Because sometimes people use tools as a crutch. And what 
let's say they had or what was instilled in them from the beginning is what they really need to connect with. And the tools are just ways to help us connect to ourselves and our power. There are a lot of people who don't even need to use crystals, who don't need to, uh, trying to think what, uh, maybe don't need a Reiki session with me or something like that. But it's really about um, knowing what works best for you and, and connecting to yourself. So some people, again, it could be just like right, any tool. It could be used for good or it could be used for bad. It could be used as a distraction instead of getting to the root of the actual problem. I think as well that often we can carry stuff, like you say, from our childhood into our present day and not really be aware that we're hanging on to stuff that, that happened years and years ago. I think in energy healing, we call these blockages, don't we? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, we carry a lot of <laughs> blockages and it's, it's not until you really have that awareness or you're interacting with a loved one. Um, our loved ones, unfortunately, <laughs> they kind of get the brunt of it, right? Because that's when we're triggered the most, when we are in a, a romantic relationship or a close friendship um, or family members. They trigger those memories within us that, you know, relate to a past trauma, relate to a particular incident. So you're not even really mad at the person who might have said something or might have done something, but what you're mad at and where that anger comes from or that resentment comes from is that initial trauma and you are just carrying, really carrying the past with you in this present moment. And it's, you know, having that awareness to then start tackling whatever that particular trigger, trigger was and addressing the trauma. So it's like with everything. I mean, nothing is like a free lunch, is it? We need, we need to we need to actually work on ourselves, but do it on a, a consistent basis, on a daily basis. Would you say? Absolutely. Every opportunity, every uh, discomfort, pain, challenge, everything in your life is really an opportunity for you to grow and evolve. Um, and it's on us, right? It's always the onus is on us to to do the work. And the work doesn't stop once you feel like you've reached a certain level. Like if I say, oh, I, you know, I'm a, a, a Reiki master, so now I'm good. Well, no, <laughs> that probably means you've got a lot more work that you need to work on. And there are a lot more areas of your life that need to be healed. And by having that awareness and having that mastery of Reiki, you can allow things to, to come up for you to be able to deal with. So absolutely dealing with it on a, uh, can't even say day by day, really moment by moment basis. Do you think that we are perhaps fearful, you know, that we, we don't actually face these fears? We'd rather find excuses or ways out rather than facing what's in front of us? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I don't necessarily feel like it's uh, uh, no fault of our own, just that that has, has been what society has told us to do. Like it's better to run from the pain towards pleasure. So it's better if I maybe self-soothe with some ice cream because that's, I mean, for me, that's that's one of my go-tos or comfort food or, um, you know, it could, it could be alcohol. It could even be people. You could self-soothe with a certain individual who you know is going to lift you up all the time instead of dealing with the actual problem. But again, that again goes back to our childhood and that's our conditioning. Our conditioning is to not address the pain and figure out the root problem, but let's mask it, right? Let's just mask the symptoms of the pain and, and, and not get to it. And if we think about that, you see that 
in all, all throughout society. You know, there are a lot of times, we'll, right, if you take a pill, it doesn't necessarily fix the problem, but it masks the symptoms. So when you start really thinking about life from that perspective, you can see so many different areas of your lives where we are masking whatever discomfort, whatever boredom we are feeling with social media, with, a, with another pill, with something to eat, as opposed to sitting in that uncomfortableness, which is where true growth actually happens. Time for a quick break as we bring you this week's Creative Vibe Sunbeat, created by Gabriella Angel, all the way from Stockholm in Sweden. Wow, wasn't that amazing? 
Doesn't music have that magical power to take you to a different place and time? Now back to our guest, Erica Trimnell. Yeah, absolutely. We, we did a series of articles on the Energy Healing magazine a few months ago on happiness, you know, how people look for happiness outside of themselves rather than in themselves. Yes. People say, oh, well, when I get a new job, then I'll be happy. Uh, when I find the perfect husband or partner, then I'll be happy. But ideally, do you think we should actually start with ourselves? Oh, yes. Um, that is where happiness lies. Happiness is always within you. It's just whether or not you're, um, you're willing to face it. You're willing to do the work to uncover that within you. And like you said, I'm, I'm definitely familiar. I have clients where, you know, they, I want this and this is when I'll be happy. Or when I get that job or when I get the, the six, seven figures, then I'll be happy. And you do get that, right? That really nice dopamine hit, but that only lasts for so long. So then you search for the next thing that you feel is going to make you happy. And it becomes this very vicious cycle instead of realizing, accepting where you are and finding happiness in you. So do you think then that um, this sort of crosses over with gratitude as well? You know, ideally, I don't think a lot of us, like you say, in the days of social media that we've got, we're, we're actually should be grateful for just the simple things, you know, like a, a beautiful sunshine, a lovely meal, to actually smell fresh air, to uh, have a roof over our heads. I think sometimes, you know, that, that crosses over happiness with gratitude, what we sh what we've got. Yeah, and you know, by practicing gratitude, that helps you rewire your brain towards being happy and being in the present moment. Because a lot of times, um, when we're seeking for happiness, it's we are thinking about future, right? Sometimes we might even be remembering the past, remembering some really good moments in the past, but we are right here, right now, in the present moment. And when you focus on the present moment and being grateful, and that's what gratitude does, it pulls you back, say, hey, stop thinking about the future, or hey, stop thinking about the past, enjoy the right now, because right now is what we have. That's right. Nobody knows how many days we've got on this beautiful planet, do we? Absolutely. Every day is a day to um, be happy, to make a change, right, to be consistent and diligent, in your practices and taking care of you. And I think that's a beautiful opportunity that we get and we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't waste it. You also practice yoga as well as part of one of your uh, tools in your box of energy healing. Do you actually teach yoga? I do not teach yoga. Uh, although I do flirt with getting the certification, I have some wonderful friends of mine who teach yoga. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I, <laughs> I get to do uh, yoga with them. But yes, that is definitely one of the practices that I do not only, you know, for my body and to work my limbs and to work on that functional aspect because I also, you know, lift weights. So I, I like to have the balance, but definitely for the mind and for the, the centering and for that meditative mindfulness practice. Absolutely. It was amazing. Yeah, I think as well, daily meditation or affirmations as well, you know, help just sort of get your day started. I think like with happiness, it's all down to choices. Yeah, I have reminders on my phone. And so I've got about maybe 12 affirmations that I say religiously every day. And I'm going to be honest with you, there are times where I just rather, you know, get up and go or I have to write an article or I've got to meet with a client. And in reality, um, 
you know, those affirmations maybe take me 60 seconds to say. So, you know, then, then I have that, that talk with myself, like, okay, it's really only 60 minutes. It's, I mean, not 60 minutes, sorry, 60 seconds of self-care, but I'm intentionally doing it with um, cultivating a certain energy in my life, with cultivating acceptance, with cultivating more self-love. And I definitely deserve that. So again, I'm, you know, like you say, it's some of the practice that we have to do. You have to be intentional about showing yourself self-love because we don't generally see that outside, um, you know, outside of us. And that's not something that we really can find in other people. We've got to be happy. We've got to love ourselves before we can expect anybody to love us or um, value value who we are as, as human beings, we have to value ourselves. So that's one of the things that I do um, pretty much consistently. We'll say I'll, I'll give myself a 99 point. As you mentioned, a lot of people, I think with the pandemic, actually sort of found themselves stuck. You know, how on earth, you know, we had to stop. We didn't want to stop. But when we've actually sort of stopped and thought about it, a lot of us found ourselves stuck, didn't we? And it, it's then, how do you actually get unstuck? Yeah, I think that that is a beautiful place to actually be because then, again, like I say, it's another sign of, of growth. A lot of people felt stuck in their jobs, felt stuck in relationships because they were forced to take the break that they needed to take probably a very long time ago. The signs were there, um, the symptoms were present, but because as society, we have this kind of go, go, go culture. We really don't take those moments to check in with ourselves, to, to realign with our goals and our values, to even, you know, realign with our, um, our, our resolutions, right? New Year's will be coming up. And so many of us make resolutions, but majority of us don't keep them. And part of it is because we don't schedule in time to Let's assess where we are with this goal, with this resolution, with this intention, right? What do I need to do? How do I need to pivot to manifest this in my life? But we, you know, we allow ourselves to, you know, still be on that, I say the hamster wheel, where we're just going, 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 thinking we're doing a lot. But in reality, um, it's not, not where we want to be, is it? Exactly, exactly. We're not really doing anything towards the exact where we want to be and to, towards our goals and alignment. So do you think then that actually journaling would help, you know, where you can sort of sit and set your weekly goals? Do we need to sort of make it smaller, smaller steps to work towards our goals and our intentions? Yeah, journaling is a very, very, very powerful tool. Um, again, but it starts with being diligent in taking that break. Because even, you know, I just talked about my affirmations, which are 60 seconds that I still have problems sometimes like, oh, do I want to do it right now? So even like journaling. So I, you know, I have clients telling me like, oh, well, I do it, but I'm not always consistent in journaling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's because again, we're so just wanting to go, go, go. And we don't see that immediate result, right? If we talk about how our culture is like microwave, we want now, now, now. Um, when you don't see that immediate result from journaling, then people start to think, well, maybe this isn't working or um, I'm not doing it right. But it's about the process. The process is so, 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 so important. And then the outcome will definitely follow. 
like you say, it's often the journey, isn't it, that teaches us so much, so much about ourselves. You know, we might fall, but then it's a matter of picking yourself up. Today's a new day. Let, you know, try something different or find a different way of doing something to, to actually achieve those goals. I believe that you actually do on your website free consultations for 30 minutes. How would somebody go about getting in touch with you to do that? Yeah, well, happy they can um, go right to prisonvibes.com. And under the coaching section, I have my consultation. And we, you know, sit down and, and chit chat. And uh, I get to learn about, you know, you. And then you get to learn about me and the ways that I can help. Um, super excited to take on new clients. I love helping people because one of the things I get out of is I also get to help myself, right? The best way to ensure you know a subject is to be able to to teach it. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I really love being the teacher and the students and, and, and playing back and forth in that role with my, with my coaching clients. So do you tend to actually meet your clients on a one-to-one -one basis or do you do over the internet uh, such as Zencaster or Zoom or? Yes, I do both. I, um, in person. So I built this amazing meditation room upstairs in my house where I do my one-on-one -on -one clients. So I've got all of my, my tools, my sound rolls, my crystals there. Um, you know, the meditation puffs, and then I also do it through Zoom as well. So I, uh, either, you know, whatever works best for the clients, right? Um, I love in person because I'm just that type of person. And plus, we've been through a pandemic, so I'm probably <laughs> starving for that, uh, that human connection. But I love meeting people through Zoom as well. Brilliant. Do you actually do any of your own music? Do you actually write any of your own music? So there was a time when I did do uh, songwriting. One of the things that uh, I did a lot was poetry and uh, love writing poetry, love kind of using that as a healing tool. And uh, funny enough, I just completed a book about teaching kids the chakras and it's, it's a rhyme. So I know children are easy, you know, they, when they hear a tune, it's easier for them to, um, to catch on and get that understanding. So it's a rhyme and within the book, there's mantras that they can practice to help with those blockages, whether it's the crown chakra or the root chakra. So I just feel like I continue my love for music and, and poetry and writing even today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, to have this out here. I had no, <laughs> no intentions on writing a, a children's book, but it literally just sat down one Saturday and like had a download. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Sometimes, you know, when we just stop, we have all these different things inside us that uh, we, if we just let them go, i.e. like writing a book of poetry or, you know, we have so much that we can give to the rest of the world. If only we just stop and put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are times when I go back and look at some poems that I wrote when I, when I was younger and I was just... I'm amazed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that was in you. And who is this person? <laughs> like, I want to know this person because this, this is so profound. And a lot of times I feel like, you know, I might not have known what I was writing in that moment. And it was meant for the person who I am today, right? Or whatever I was going through in that moment when I reread, um, you know, my notes. And I think a lot of people, when you, when you journal or if you do, um, you know, poetry or just like just script, right? Just let me just script out some stuff. 
and you come back and read it and be like, oh my God, this is exactly what I needed to hear in this moment. Like, like, that's the most important part is, is staying yeah. with it. It just becomes you. And you don't have to think about being mindful because you are mindful and you are present in the moment. Is there anybody that you'd actually like to say hello to? Anybody who's actually helped you on your journey, Erica? Oh my gosh, everyone. Um, I love <laughs> I don't know whether we've got time for everyone. Two or three would be phenomenal. <laughs> well, I, I really believe that everyone who comes across your path comes across your path for a reason. And they are genuinely your mirrors and they show you areas of your life that you need to heal. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for everyone who has touched my life. I will say specifically, of course, mentioning my my mom and my dad for allowing me the space and time to be who I am. Brilliant. Yeah. I think sometimes they often get forgotten, don't they? You know, they, they've been through so much and they've been out there all those years with us. Sometimes they've taught us good things and sometimes bad. But like I used, used to say to my son, you know, you don't come with a handbook. You know, yes. we, we try to do our very, very best, you know, to make sure that you have a, a beautiful life and a beautiful start in life. Sometimes we don't always get it right, but, you know, we do try to do our best, don't we? Yeah, and I, I love that my mom says that to me too. She's like, well, you didn't come with a handbook. She says that she's just a mad scientist and I'm her experiment. So she's just putting the things together, hoping, hoping it turns out right. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I love it. <laughs> Hats off to your mom there, eh? <laughs> yeah. And I think what you just mentioned, Jacqueline, I think that that is so beautiful. Um, you know, as a parent to be vulnerable with your children, because, you know, depending on the culture in which you grew up, that that is not acceptable. And I think that that goes back to some of the, the pain and trauma we learn as, as children by not hearing our parents, you know, be o open about, you know, they're struggling with life just as, you know, just as much as we are. And sometimes, you know, that dynamic between, you know, your parents being these supreme beings that do no wrong can cause more harm to a child than knowing that we are all um, just, we're, we're all spiritual beings, right? Having a human ex experience and, and doing the best that we can. So I love that you, you know, you let your son know that, you know, he has no handbook and you are just doing your best. And I think that that's, that's so important. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. I do hope you've enjoyed this podcast show as much as I have. It's always great to catch up with professional energy healers from around the globe to explore the different mediums of energy healing. Next week's guest is Nikki Kinsella from the UK. Until then, take care. Bye.